a bunch of crazy songs. That's the fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the conference championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, we've got uh, the picks for both the games. We'll give you some props, a couple teasers. I do have a Moneyline Matty pick in my back pocket. So uh, with me, as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. How you doing, buddy? Well, you know, I'll be honest, a little nervous going to Lincoln Field Stadium in the city of brotherly love. Prefer that to have been at Levi's Stadium, but beggars can't be choosers. Just happy to be there. Happy that we beat the Cowboys again. How about them Cowboys? So all in all, it's been it's been a pretty good pretty good week. Yeah, just having a team in the playoffs. I almost don't remember what that's like. Yeah, I'd, sorry, man. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. No, like I told you, as soon as the Bears were eliminated, I was getting on the Niners because I liked that they were a running and defense-based team, which is Chicago Bears football, although they do the running game with a little more flash than the Bears are known for. Uh, but we'll talk about that, I guess, uh, during the game. Anything you want to bring up from the divisional round weekend? Well, I mean, obviously the big thing was the injury to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> which we will get into, I imagine, when we talk about that game. I was disappointed in the G-Men, Andy. I was too. Like, they didn't even show up. And I'm not sure if that was one Sunday, or Saturday, rather, but or did we just have them wrong the whole whole season long? No, that it just it's very weird. Dable had those guys up for a lot of games this year, and they were winning a lot of tight ones. And... I thought it being a divisional game, it would make it so that, okay, we're going to have a nice tight game here. And instead, the game was over basically before it even began. It was like the first couple series. Well, I would like to give a tip of the tip of the cap to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, who played really well, I thought. They had a couple opportunities to win that game outright. I tip my hat to you. I do just that. Take it right off. But there's um, it's a young team and they got some good good years ahead of them in the near future. So yeah, I think with Doug Peterson there as well, that that's helped Lawrence out immensely. And I think they're going to be a team in the AFC that uh, we'll be following for many years to come. And you know, like this is our favorite week of football. I mean, it's conference championship weekend. This is the real football fans weekend. So. It is top five time. So we thought we'd just put our top five reasons why the conference championship weekend is better than the Super Bowl. Number five. You can still drink beer unencumbered and eat nachos. Pleased to meet you. I just moved in. My name is Jerry Ford. <gasps> Former President Gerald Ford? Put it there. I'm Homer Simpson. Say, Homer, do you like football? Do I ever? Do you like nachos yes mr ford well why don't you come over and watch the game and we'll have nachos and then some beer Ooh. nacho nacho man i want to be a nacho man number four no annoying non-football fans at the party asking 
which teams are playing. Okay, so why is he running up the middle where all the people are? Why can't he just go around the side? Like, is that yellow line painted on the field? No. No. Okay, so now it's their first try to get 10 yards. Yeah, first and 10. But what if they screw it up? So then it's their last try? Is this their last try? Yeah. Why don't they just throw it really far every single time? Oh my gosh, Kobe and Ashley are Facebook official. Look. I see it. Look. Yep. Number three. No big halftime show. Halftime used to be when real football fans got up to take a leak. Ladies and gentlemen, hooray for everything invites you to join them in a salute to the greatest hemisphere on earth. The Western Hemisphere. The dancingest hemisphere of all. Number two. The focus is on the football, not the damn commercials. But wise er. But wise er. Course. And now, the number one the weather can still be a factor. Winter in New England, not the vacation of choice for the Miami Dolphins, especially after they fell prey to a bizarre chain of events that left wounds that even time will not heal. It's the first time since I've been in professional football we've ever taken such serious exception to something which happened on the field. That kind of thing should not occur as a result of somebody putting a snowplow run by the most unsportsmanlike act that I've ever been around. The incident unfolded when Patriots head coach Ron Meyer called on an unexpected source to set the wheels in motion for victory. Snowplow driver Mark Henderson, a convicted burglar employed at the stadium on a weekend work furlough program, rode to the rescue and cleared a small area that enabled the Patriots to get a toehold for a field goal. I was bewildered. I, I really was bewildered about what was happening out there on the field in front of my eyes. And uh, the magnitude of it never really set in until after he had lined up and kicked the field goal. Smith comes to the ball. There is the boot. It's flying downfield and it's good. Patriots lead. John Smith puts it All right, Andy. Three games left and the season is over. So for the second last time this football season, let's fire it up. Yeah, man. Let's fire it up. Oh, Our first game on the docket is for the George Hallis Trophy. That is the NFC Championship, and it takes place this year in the city of brotherly love. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles are playing host to your San Francisco 49ers, Andy. Uh, Your Niners are underdogs, two and a half point underdogs to be exact, 46 and a half being the total here. This is a very interesting game. Both quarterbacks under the age of 25, but with a combined record of 22 and one this season. And they both have to face one of the NFL's top two defenses. Um, This is going to be a banger now i do want to bring this up to you because i know this is your account andy uh your dc uh D'Amico ryans he's a fantastic game planner uh but opponents average at 95.6 quarterback rating and 71.2 percent completion rate in san francisco's last four regular season games has there been a bit of, of a drop-off 
Uh, well, you've got that. Yeah, that one anom- an anomalous game against the Raiders and Stidman. Um, they, they somehow allowed them to get over thirty points. And you also had a pretty good team in in Dallas that they played last week, and the same thing the week before in Seattle. But it's kind of a bend don't break. Uh, instead of looking at you know percentages and um, statistics like that, simply look at the points allowed. Uh, you know, rush yards per attempt, um, passing yards per attempt. They're all pretty consistent with what we've seen from them the rest of the season. More situational stuff. Okay, well, let's take it from uh, your Niners offense point of view. Uh, Philadelphia is fantastic uh, as far as defense goes. They are uh, a better pass rush than Dallas and a better secondary than Dallas. However, I do see a little crack here. I think runs, and this is a, something for prop bets here, Run CMC should see his highest usage of the season here. Uh, During the regular season, Philadelphia allowed 86 receptions and 542 receiving yards to opposing running backs. Um, All of Philly's DBs had very high missed tackle rates when in coverage. So run CMC minus 125 anytime touchdown. He's plus 350 for two or more. And uh, the over-under rushing total for him is uh, rushing and receiving, sorry, is 99.5, and and that's at minus 115. Yeah, it should be at a minus something. That's going to get to uh, triple digits pretty quickly, I would think. Um, That's why I bought it already, Andy. (laughs) Very well, good. I mean, the Eagles defense, second in yards allowed. 49ers defense, first in yards allowed. Um, On the offensive side of the ball, the Eagles, third in yards per game. 49ers fifth in yards per game. So we've got some pretty good offensive and defensive units going against each other. I think who's going to win this battle is going to be the defense. And overall, I'm looking for a lower scoring game than Las Vegas may dictate with a 47 and a half point spread. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts was kind of hurt last week. You know, they, they were rushing the ball like Gainwell, my God, that guy put on a clinic, but I think the whole team had almost 260 on the ground. They're not going to be able to do that against San Fran. And and it's unfortunate, um, but they're going to have to, they're going to have to move to the outside because the inside is going to be blocked by Fred Warner, excuse me. And, um, and uh, uh, Trey Greenlaw because Trey Greenlaw and Fred Warner are inside linebackers that are as fast as defensive backs. Like you saw Warner be covering C.D. Lamb last week, and that's just a luxury most teams don't have. So that middle is going to be plugged up. They're going to have to move things to the outside, which you know will give guys like A.J. Brown uh, a decent shot at uh, putting up some putting up some numbers. Well, I think Hertz has been superb when making long passes this year. And he led the NFL in completion percentage uh, at 50%, touchdown tosses at 10, and a passer rating of 125 on throws 25-plus yards downfield. And this is the part about your Niners defense that worries me. Mm-hmm. If the pass rush doesn't get to the quarterback quick enough, yep. uh, San Francisco's defense ranks in the bottom five of each of those categories. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. pretty. Pretty pedestrian in that. In that. <laughs> so in that, that is that's what's worried. I, I I honestly believe that the Niners can contain Jalen Hurts as much as you can contain Jalen Hurts, as far as not letting him get the edge. What worries me a little bit more is if you don't get to him, 
uh, he's got some weapons that can take you deep, especially if your DBs are not on the ball. Well, there's one prop that sort of stood out to me, and it was Jalen Hurts' longest passing, uh, longest passing play, 38 and a half yards. I mean, I can't remember too many games watching these guys where that didn't happen in like the first half. Dude, I think it was plus uh, uh, if he gets if it was 50 yards or more For on the milestones. I think yeah. it's like plus 350. I'd buy that for a dollar. Well, it's 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 pretty nuts, and I think you know it's. Um, I don't think it's quite high enough, and that's exactly where you can attack the 49ers, and that's that's on the deep pass, and that's assuming he gets enough time to get a deep pass off. That is assuming that he gets enough time because San Francisco's pass rush is definitely not full of slouches. An Armstead and a Bosa and a whole bunch of guys that are going to be up in his grill. Well, I just I just pumped Hertz tires. Let me pump your yep. boy Purdy's tires. Big oh. cock Brock here has posted a 116 passer rating since making his first career start in week 14. That is the best in the league over that span, by the way. Uh, he's also formed a strong bond with George Kittle this season. Uh, so a couple props, and these aren't sexy props, but they're props that if you're a grinder could end up adding to your bankroll. Uh, he's paying minus 150 over three and a half receptions. I think that's a gimme. And uh, he's minus 110 to go over 46 and a half receiving yards. So Kittle always a good bet uh, with Purdy at the helm. I would not bet on that. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to win a buttload of money. Yeah, no, no question. Um, I've got a non-grinder bet. If you guys want to have a little fun, um, there's a guy, a rookie on our team, who's not named Brock Purdy. His name is Danny Gray. And he had a fantastic 75-yard touchdown pass in the preseason. And with all the attention that's going to get paid to Ayuk and Kittle and Debo and Ron CMC, et cetera, et cetera, those guys kind of get forgotten about. And I can see, and he's, he's fast as the wind, and I can see him breaking one for, for a big one. So Danny Gray, anytime touchdown at 14-1. Uh, to 1. Your boy, this is uh, not quite 14 to 1, but your boy, the juice, Kyle Juice Check. Mm -hmm. I know you like him, and, and with the Eagles being uh, a little bit more susceptible to the run, I could see if the, you know, your Niners are, are five, four yards out, they give it to the juice there up the hoop, yep. and uh, he's plus 650 for an anytime touchdown. So. I just want to throw out a couple rushing stats for both teams. 49ers are 1-3 when they're outrushed by their opponents this season. And 15-0 when they win the, win the rushing battle. Eagles were outrushed in all three of their three losses this season. However, the 49ers rank second in rush defense, allowing basically 78 yards per game, 3.4 yards per carry. Eagles rank 16th, allowing... 122 yards a game and 4.6 yards per carry. So if it's going to come down to the running game, the edge has to go to the 49ers, statistically speaking. You know, a lot of people out there don't agree with you, though. There's a lot of people, Andy, picking the Eagles. So I'm going to pump your Niners tires here. And before you make your pick, mm -hmm. I'm going to let you know that I made your Niners the money line Maddie pick this week. Oh! oh! But I subscribe to the law of contrary public opinion. 
If everyone thinks one thing, then I say bet the other way. I'm giving you all the good vibes, buddy. No, you are. You are. And uh, I noticed that uh, you, you included a George Hallis reference uh, setting up the game. Oh, got to get that bear reference in there, right? The bears. Here's another bear reference, and it's from a guy that cut his teeth uh, in Soldier Field in the Windy City, and it's a kicker named Robbie Gold. And Robbie Gold has been nothing but gold. And in fact, as a 49er, he's never missed a playoff field goal attempt once. And right now, the team to score the longest field goal. Andy, 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 please. Oh, my God. I'm having fucking massive stress right now. You're just I knew that this stat was going to come up. I purposely didn't put it in my research because you brought up that he's perfect in the playoffs and stuff and you're playing the Eagles and the Eagles were the scene of the double doink for me. Don't jinx him, brah. Come on, man. Oh my goodness. The Bears season's going to end on a double doink. I forgot about the double double doink. uh, I'll never forget about it. Um, All right, so let's pretend that it's not a game-ending field goal. But right now, okay. <laughs> the score the longest field goal. It's it's at minus one fifteen for both Jake Elliott and minus one fifteen for Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold hit a forty seven and a fifty yarder last week. Now that was inside in Dallas, but um, I'm liking them. Yeah, I don't. As I say, I don't think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think points will be at a premium. Uh, they'll probably, when in doubt, they'll probably kick. And I'm going to take the 49ers for the longest field goal at minus one fifteen. Bang bang. Oh, just so you know, I'm also taking the 49ers on the money line to win. Get a room, you two. We're in a room. Well, then lose some weight. Check. Nina. Kansas City. You ready? You ready? Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the Our second and final game on the docket this week, the AFC Championship game for the Lamar Hunt Trophy, uh, takes place well in the uh, the city where Lamar Hunt built his team. Yeah, Kansas City, uh, where the Chiefs sit as one point favorites against the visiting Cincinnati Bengals. Forty-seven and a half here is your total. Now, as we uh, talked at the top of the show, the questions about Patrick Mahomes and his ankle injury are looming large over the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game, which, by the way, Cincinnati did win in Kansas City. The way I'm looking at it right now, Andy, is that Cincy was the better team last week against the Bills. They got out to the lead, dominated the rest of the game, dominated in the trenches. And the same can't be said for the Chiefs, who seemingly had their hands full with the Jags and couldn't put them away when they were ahead. Um, I think the Bengals are in better form heading into this game. And in this is the Chiefs, what, fifth straight AFC championship game? I mean, there's got to be a point of diminishing returns, right? Well, what, yeah, and what do they have to show for it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Right, and how many how many of these games has Andy Well, Reed- I'm sure Andy Reid's uh, I'm sure Andy Reid's wastebasket has a lot of cheeseburger wrappers. Diabetes. Yeah, but some of them were were made in Philadelphia when he was the Eagles head coach going to conference championships. So, like, this guy's got to be on the hook for something here. Everyone thinks he's, you know, God's gift to head coaching, but, and cheeseburgers. Well, I mean, the cheeseburger guy down the street that sells them, I mean, 
I'm sure that guy has like put his kid through college on Andy Reid's cheeseburger habit. So hats off to Andy for supporting the local cheeseburger economy. Yeah, but can he win them an AFC championship, Andy? Well, I guess the elephant in the room here is Patrick Mahomes' ankle, high ankle sprain. I thought you were going to say the elephant in the room is Andy Reid. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. There. I see what you, you know because he's fat and stuff, right? Fat, he's fat. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's go back in time. Week one of the 2019 season. 2019. This was before even people even knew what the hell COVID was. I don't even know if I had pubes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what Patrick Mahomes had. He had a high ankle sprain. And it was against Jacksonville. Also, he didn't miss any time. And over the next two games, he threw seven touchdown passes and averaged 409 yards passing. So, uh, if history were to repeat itself, let's call it a non-issue. A, a throwing non, no, a non-throwing issue? Yes. Anyway, he'll be all right is my, is my bottom line. He'll be just fine. Now, is he going to be able to scramble, get out of the pocket? Eh, probably not as much. That's going to slow a lot of things down. And I'll tell you what, um, one of the props, which seems really counterintuitive, is Travis Kelsey under 78 and a half yards receiving. So what the 49ers now, or not the 49ers, rather, the Bengals now can do, um, that they don't have to dedicate a spy to following Patrick Mahomes around, because I really don't think he's going to be that fast and mobile. They can, they can literally keep two guys on Travis Kelsey the whole night and do zone coverage with basically like a, like a combo man zone with everyone else uh, that's going down that field. And as long as you can contain Kelsey, you can contain the score of the game. And that's one luxury that you'd not have with a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes. So if we're going to talk tight end props, I'm going to throw one in here for everybody. And this wasn't even on my game prep. This is just something I do personally quite a bit, especially when the Bengals play big games. Tyler Boyd, anytime touchdown, plus 260. That's like license to print money, man. The guy almost always in their big game gets a touchdown. So I, I, he doesn't get as much press as Kelsey, but he scores a lot of TDs. My stone cold lock of the century. Oh, the week. Yeah, no, I like that one. You know, I want to look at the other side of the ball for Kansas City as well. Everybody, Mahomes and all the offensive weapons. They've given up a modest 204.6 passing yards uh, per game at home this year, um, but they give up 123.6 rushing yards per game. So I would definitely look at uh, possibly getting yourself a prop. Um, I'm Joe Mixon, I believe, is over under totals 59.5 at minus 110. P. Ryan is 17.5 at minus 110. And then, I mean... P. Ryan, I think, is plus 350. Yeah, he's plus 350 for an anytime touchdown. And, of course, he plus 100 there for Joe Mixon. But well, the, those guys will see a lot of action. Yeah, well, P. Ryan's, uh, his rushing total is at 17.5. His receiving total is 14.5. And, and I kind of think both of those are going to go over. I um, agree. Kansas uh, City has trouble uh, covering backs. Yeah. Um, so here's another wager that's really affected by 
Mahomes, but probably not nearly enough. And that's Trey Hendrickson to record a sack for the Bengals at plus 180. And when you've got a fairly, fairly immobile Patrick Mahomes scurrying around slowly in the – oh, my God. I, I think either him or Chris Jones are going to eat. But I think Trey Henderson gets to him once. Mm, your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Thank you. There's, there's also a, a bonus edition of my newsletter, and it rhymes with Joe Burrow getting an anytime touchdown at plus 400. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Their offensive line did not take a big step down um, like they could have last week with three guys being out. They played, they played about as well as they could. So you get the blocking up there. You get big guys like Samaji P. Ryan in front of them. Um, you know, anything can have pass interference call in the end zone. They're on the one-yard line. Takes quarterback sneak. Bing, pow, four to one. Look, Mahomes may go, and he may even play decent, but he's going to be hobbled. Mm-hmm. And even when Mahomes was at his best, they couldn't beat the Bengals. The Bengals have won three straight against him. Yeah. Burrow, 3-0 and on the road in his playoff career. And this year has been the year of the underdogs. So... I'm taking the Bengals as another bonus money line Maddie pick this week. The dogs will rise in the championship games. Oh! Oh! Well, in this case, it would be the Cats because the Bengals, right? Just going to fucking shit all over my fun, eh? That's no, just what no, you like I'm to gonna, do. I'm going to co-sign that. I absolutely think uh, Cincinnati's going to win. Joe Burrow, by the way, has won more playoff games than the entire organization of Cincinnati before he got there. Think about that. Take that, Boomer Esiason. Yeah, take that, Boomer. Trigger warning. Fuck you. So, yeah, I'm... Um, I'm going to go with the dog here. I'll, I'll be certain to money line them. We've given the props out. Where, where do we do from here, Matt? Well, Andy, that's when I roll I Dream of Genie and we do the teaser. Well, since I get to go first, I'm going to start with my San Francisco 49ers, who at plus two and a half, if you add six to it, gets you through the key numbers of three and seven to eight and a half. It's going to be a close game, and I also think it's going to be a low-scoring game, so let's tease that under from 47 and a half to 53 and a half. Okay. So all your, all your bats will be cashed before the second kickoff even takes place. San Francisco to plus eight and a half and the under at 53 and a half. Well, Andy obviously was copying my homework because I too really like taking the Niners through the key numbers of three and seven landing on plus eight and a half. And uh, I too like the under, I like the under at plus 46 and a half there, but I'll take it if you can go up eight uh, or sorry, six points and go to 52 and a half. No, you know what? You're right. It is 46 and a half. It is 46. So we'll go 52 and a half. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Well, thank you for listening to our conference championship episode of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, and then you won't miss the show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content. From the Cosa Nostra Studios, Randy the Prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week. Sorry. 
Tune in two weeks from now at the same Superbet time on the same Superbet channel. Sayonara. 